Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of the Money, Life, and Men podcast, personal growth for your work, life, and money. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career coach for millennials in the public sector, a personal finance writer, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to make and manage your money meaningfully to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today, we're going to be talking about August and September 2020. So this is going to be my personal growth update for the month of August and September. I decided to lump them together because I didn't have time to do the personal growth update at the end of August. And there is a reason for that that I will go into later into this episode. If you are unfamiliar with the series, you can listen back to the other Um, updates. I think they start in like April or May. And this is just basically when I give you a candid behind the scenes look about MLA, about how I'm doing it and about the things I'm working on and still developing behind the scenes. This episode is very unstructured. So it's basically very conversational and just giving you an update on what's happening in my life. So let's start with August. And the biggest thing that actually happened in August were the MLA career assessments, which I actually talked about in the personal growth update in for July. So if you're interested in hearing more about those career assessments I was doing for the MLA community and why I chose to do that, you can listen to the episode. But in August, I also decided to take a vacation. Um, not really decided I have to take my vacation at my workplace. I can't roll it over, so I use it or lose it. And so in August, I decided to take a week off and go on a road trip with my best friends into the interior of British Columbia, which is where I live. So obviously, it's still COVID times. I didn't go anywhere big. I don't think we were anywhere more than like six hours out of the city, but it was really nice, you know, just to take a break or so I thought. So one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode today, and I had sent an email about this as well, is um, to my newsletter community is that taking a break is actually doesn't always feel good, especially for people who are, you know, have perfectionism habits and also imposter syndrome and really take a lot of self-worth in their work and feel a lot of responsibility to their work, which is very common in the public sector. So if you don't know, I am a part of the COVID response, um, government cover COVID response. So the last six months of my job had been incredibly stressful. Um, My workload basically exploded. And it's been quite intense, to be honest. And so I, I recognize that I did need this break, but it didn't feel good to actually let go of work. So I have an incredible team and my colleague who was looking after my portfolio, I you know met with her and my supervisor before I left to make sure that um, I had transferred my workload appropriately. But the honest, the truth is like, my workload has been very high the past couple of months that I didn't have everything like packaged in a nice little bow um, or prepared or completed the way that I, to the standard that I would have liked and to the standard that I've had, I've done before because I went on two vacations last year in 2019. And, you know, I really created um, a guide on everything that I had opened. Like I had closed all the things that I needed to this time around. I didn't have everything done. Um, into the standard that I would have liked. Um, It's 
a lot of my workload has been like keeping my head above water, to be honest. And I have a super supportive team. I, um, my man, my manager, my supervisor, my colleague, everyone's so helpful and supportive. So they were completely fine with it. And, um, they, they reassured me that, you know, like go on vacation, take a break, have fun. Don't worry about work. We will figure it out here. So I did leave my workload behind. I will be honest that I did take my work laptop with me, but I, um, left it. I, I did it like out of precaution. I, and now it sounds kind of paranoid, but I was scared. Like, what if I, like, not even if I contracted COVID, but if I had come into contact with someone with COVID or something on my road trip, then, um, and I've had to self quarantine that I still have my work laptop with me so I could still do work and stuff. I don't know. It, I took my work laptop home with me, but I did leave it at my apartment because I wanted to be able to go on this vacation and really learn how to rest without guilt. When I actually got to the hotel, so I went on the road trip with five of my friends. It was my boyfriend, my best friend, and um, two other friends as well. And we got when we got to the hotel room, I realized that I was the only person who did not bring their work laptop or work phone with them. We got to the hotel and everyone started pulling out their work stuff. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I don't, I don't have anything from with work with me and I can't access anything without my laptop. It's not like I have my emails forward to my phone or anything like I literally have zero access without my laptop. So I couldn't even do work if I wanted to. And it just amazed. It surprised me so much. And it almost made me feel a little bit guilty. Like, Oh my goodness. Like everyone else is working on their vacation and I'm not. And this is something I wanted to talk about on the episode today is that this is something I really needed to learn um, in August, personal growth wise for myself is learning to rest without guilt and separating my self-worth from my career and responsibility from my career. And to be honest, it doesn't feel good. Taking a break, taking a vacation, it sounds so idyllic. Like it sounds like it should be easy. I should have just been able to separate myself from work, relax, go on vacation, but it really didn't feel that way. For the first like two or three days, I actually felt very stressed. I felt very anxious. I kept thinking in my head, like of all the things I did not do. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, did I forward that email to that person? Did I do this? Did I, oh, I forgot to tell this person this. And I actually also contemplated messaging um, my coworker to give her my password to my um, email, just so that in case she needed anything, she'd have it. So I was just like freaking out. Like, and it wasn't until about the third day that I realized, you know what? I have to let this go. I have to relax. First of all, it's not doing anyone any good because I'm, I don't have my work laptop with me. Um, even if I was messaging my coworker, it's not like I could really do anything. Um, and like, I'm, what am I going to do? I'm literally like hours and hours outside of the city. And more than that, like I, the road trip was really into the interior of BC. So I didn't even have cell service for the majority of the day. So there was really nothing I could do, but just relax and let myself feel it and deal with it when I come back. So in August, I really had to work on separating myself from my career, not in the sense that I feel like my career is my self-worth, but that responsibility obligation portion to it. So 
especially when you work in the public sector, you know, you know, your work is meaningful. And I work in response to COVID-19. I know I do important work. I see a lot of value in it. I see a lot of meaning in it. And it gives me a lot of fulfillment. And that has its pros, but it also has its cons. And on the con side is that I take on too much responsibility, because I feel like I need to be working all the time because I'm doing good. And it's this combination of perfectionism and altruism in my personality, which, you know, again, has driven me really well in the career that I've chosen right now in the public sector. I don't think I would have done as well in private because of this portion of me that really needs to do good. But it also has its downsides as well as in burnout, as in, you know, people pleasing, taking on too much and not saying no. I... If I had known everyone was also bringing their work laptops, I did not get that memo. Um, I would have done it too, right? And honestly, that wouldn't have been very healthy for me. So uh, if you don't know, um, I am an uh, INFJ-T. So if you've ever taken the Myers-Briggs test, um, I highly recommend the one from 16personalities.com because it's very detailed and I will link it in the show notes. But Basically, my personality is called the advocate, and that's I really, really align with that. And it is really important for me to understand, you know, my weaknesses as well and be aware of them. And one of them is just really taking on too much. So in August, I had to learn to just let it go and be okay with that uncomfortable feeling of having to rest and just relax and have fun. Like I on the trip, we went hiking biking, um, saw a lot of waterfalls. I'm so waterfalled out, by the way. By like the seventh one, I was like, okay, I'm good, guys. We don't need to see any more waterfalls on this trip. We also went whitewater rafting. It was my best friend's birthday. We stayed in this adorable cabin right underneath the mountains in Pemberton. Like it was so great. And I'm so glad by like the third day, I just let things go and just gave myself the opportunity to enjoy that time and to relax and so that I could come back better and more recharged. By the way, when I got back to work, nothing exploded. Everything was okay. So I'm really glad I let go of that worry because although things did come up, there was nothing that my coworker or my supervisor couldn't handle or deal with on their own. So that was my August. And at the end of August, something pretty interesting happened. And that is kind of one of the reasons why I kind of um, didn't do a personal growth update at the end of August. And that is my an old hiring manager for a job I had applied to a couple of years ago, actually emailed me to see if I was still interested in this position. And so to give you a little bit of backstory, um, I applied to this program within the federal government and I spent all of 2019 interviewing for it. I'm going to give you a lot more details, I think, in a different episode and go because I could like go and speak on forever about this, what happened and the details of this interview process and what happened. But basically, I interviewed for a job in like November, December of last year, and I didn't get it. Um, and then in August, they emailed me to see if I'd be, I'd be interested in still interviewing with this position. And it was very surprising to me. I did not expect this at all, not even a tiny bit. Um, and 
at first I wanted to say no and decline the interview offer just because I have like no plans to leave my job right now. I really am happy what, with what I'm doing. But a mentor pushed me, you know, to just take the interview and to use it as a learning experience, which, you know, I teach my clients and um, as well. And it's sometimes it's funny because the imposter syndrome within myself still comes up every now and then. And I have to be very, very aware of it is that I this was for a role again that I didn't have the qualifications for. Um, and that's actually why I didn't get it the last time they said that my interview was great. My, you know, the way I spoke was great, but um, they had a candidate that was far, far more qualified and actually exceeded their own expectations on the qualifications list. So I didn't expect this at all. And it was interesting because oh, I went through the interview process. I didn't get it. And that was okay because I, to be honest, even if I did, I don't know if I would have accepted the offer. I will go into this again in more detail. I feel like in another episode, let me know if you're interested. I'm not really, I'm not a hundred percent sure how much I'm going to go into it, but I really wanted to talk about this because um, I wanted to just remind you that the imposter syndrome always keeps coming back and it showed up again in my interview and also but then I also remind myself you know the work that I've been putting into creating my brand and my personal marketable brand which is something I teach my clients and the work that I've been putting in the past couple of years has started to pay off because obviously I was a memorable candidate enough for the hiring manager to reach out to me again and ask if I want to interview again right so it is really important to keep trying. And that's kind of what the point I wanted to put out there is that sometimes even though it feels very difficult, rejection can feel difficult. Um, you learn so much from it. I have learned so much from the process, um, even like the interview prior and this interview as well. I get so much insight to the industry, also into the different types of work environments and workplaces and options and career options for the career path I'm currently on so that I have a better idea of what I'm working towards. So that was my end of August slash early September. And it was the whole process was very interesting and it threw me aback a lot because I had not been expecting it at all. I didn't even have my resume updated or anything. Like I had only been in my new job for about seven months. So I wasn't looking actually to apply anywhere else. Um, and I wasn't really prepared for an interview. Every, the whole process happened very quickly. And of course I did do my interview prep, but again, it just threw me off track so much because I, I hadn't planned for it at all. That's why I kind of slipped on the podcast a little bit because I was like, Oh, like didn't see this one coming. But it was a really, really good experience. And again, my imposter syndrome came up in different areas, but at least I'm able to be aware of it. I've also developed a tool that I now teach, use my with my coaching clients on how to prepare for your interviews effectively. Like it was a very great experience, just very unexpected. So that was late August, early September. And in September, I think... Um, I've just been incredibly busy with coaching. I took on more coaching in September and this actually, you know, comes to the end of the episode where I give you an update on how MLA is doing as a business. And I have 
made a business decision, and that is I'm transitioning MLA into a coaching business. I really, really love coaching, especially career coaching and helping people with self-doubt break out of their roles and positions and in different industries. And I have enjoyed it so much the past month. And it was a decision that I've made in terms of I've actually kind of turned down work as well that doesn't align with that anymore because I want to be creating a business in, with integrity. And so one of the decisions I had to make is I actually turned down a couple of um messages to actually revise people's resumes. So that was a service I was providing prior to this. And if you were someone who actually approached me about it, thank you so much for trusting me. Thank you so much for, um, you know, your, uh, your faith in me, but I had to decline it because I don't see that as a, um, I, I don't see the transformational change anymore. And what I mean by that is now that I've been coaching clients, I am able to make a long lasting impact on them. And one of the clients I was coaching in August slash September, she actually, she clicked so much. And I know she listens to this podcast, so you know who you are. And she just, um, really got what I was doing when we were doing coaching and I got to see herself like confidence and her, in her career develop so much and we developed a plan on how to market herself into a role that she's never done before because she's always been like an assistant a coordinator and she's capable of so much more she just didn't know how to position herself into those higher levels roles so we really worked on that and at the very end of it she told me that and um because I asked when I was asking her for feedback and she had said thank you she's like I now understand that I can do this over again like that the career comfort like it's not just about the resume she she actually acknowledged she's like I love that you don't just talk about resumes and LinkedIn and one-off things you actually developed a career story for me you've developed something that I can pitch and something like the process and the methodology that she can utilize again so she doesn't have to come back to me she doesn't have to continue to always work with career coaches and able to break into new industries and that was some like such a impact, um, a, a long lasting impact, I could see that I wasn't doing with when I was doing resume services, or when I even like sold my resume template. So one of the decisions I've also made is to remove my resume template from the MLA website. Again, I really believed in it, like it that template like got me the job offers that I currently talked about, like the one that I have now, the one that um uh, that I just got as like I, I interviewed for again. So I really believe in that resume template, and I had created a workbook for it as well. But the impact and the, like the self doubt, the um just the the insights to your career and how to actually develop a marketable brand is what I learned, not just something that can be done as a one-off service because it doesn't really um, do anyone any good. Um, one of the uh, my clients who I had actually helped with her resume before, she had asked me to um, 
consider doing her redoing her resume again for her because she was up for a promotion and um, thankfully that worked out and it was fine and she it was a great client that really learned a lot and learned really quickly but at the end we actually worked with each other for a long time um, when I was still doing resume services so that was fine but I just I realized I was like oh my gosh I don't want her or anybody else to have to continue to go back for my services all the time, even if they pay me, like I want to actually create a long lasting impact um, and, I, and a result that you can keep a methodology you can keep using over and over in your career, not just one. That's why I've declined resume services work this um, uh, last month. And I've decided that I'm no longer going to be offering one-off or resume services. I have nothing against career coaches who do that. Um, I think everybody creates um, the business that um, they see as valuable and can impact people in the way that they would like. Personally, for me, I don't want to invest my energy in that anymore. I really want to invest my time and energy to see a long-term transformation. And I've actually really saw it with one of my clients, like at the end of September when, and I had spoken to this about in my last episode as well, is that, you know, uh, we had been working with each other for a couple of months at that point. And all of a sudden, not, not even all of a sudden, sorry, she had been working, um, on her mindset, we had been working on her career, crafting her career story and creating a marketable brand um, and really finding and assessing those gaps and addressing the gaps in her skills and experience. And all of a sudden, like in the past week, she started getting like all of these interview requests all the time. And I felt like every time I was opening my phone, she was getting a new request, a new opportunity. Um, um, people were forwarding her resume to different opportunities that weren't even advertised as well. and she got it as well. She's like, now she can learn how to market herself and she can do it on her own. More importantly, um, when we, we were talking about it, I was like, that, I, that, and it's not just this one time. It's like, you will, you, when you transition into that new career, you will have to do the same thing over again. You, everyone hits a ceiling in their career and there's always the next step. So when you get to that next step, address the same things. The imposter syndrome is going to come again. The self-doubt is going to come up again. Um, learning how to market yourself and position yourself as a problem solver. That All of that doesn't go out of style. That's not a one-off service. Once you learn how to do that, you can replicate it. And so, yeah, that's what's going on with MLA as a business right now. I am launching... I think I'm going to be launching my coaching services publicly in November. I've had a couple of people ask me why I don't actually talk about it like on the website or anything. And the truth is right now I've been working with people who just come to me. Um, it's a little bit easier. Um, and I actually haven't, that's the thing I haven't given a chance to um, other people in the community um, to be able to work with me as well. So I will be launching hopefully in November. I've got some timeline stuff that I got to figure out on my own, just some back end stuff. But if you are interested in being on the wait list for my coaching services while they, when they um, go public in November, please fill out the form in the show notes so that I know to follow up with you first. Um, I 
one of the reasons why I don't actually take on more clients is because I'm very careful about how many people I take on. I put a lot of time and energy and investment into my clients. Anyone who has worked with me can tell you that, um, that I've worked really hard. And um, that's just that I just, because I, I, I want you to succeed. And I also know what it feels like to have that self doubt come up as well. So I don't take on more clients than I, um, than, than my limit, because I also obviously work a nine to five job. I preach work life balance. I'm not going to like decimate my own work life balance. I don't think that's a very good example. Um, by taking on all of this extra work, all of this extra clients, I don't truly believe in the hustle culture of it. I used to work two to three jobs. I burned myself out and I almost like I, my relationships also really suffered. And so even though I was like making money and all that was great and I was getting all this experience, I don't know if that was really healthy for me to do. And when I used to do things like that, it was because I would take like four to six months off and go travel and be, you know, volunteer and, you know, into the areas that pulled me. So I, there was a reason for that. So I don't really necessarily regret it because that was them, I had an end goal, an end plan, but I don't see working two to three jobs as realistic. Um, I definitely believe that you can create a business and work a nine to five at the same time, a side business. But again, being very careful to um, separate them. I don't want to have either of them um, leak in so much into like my personal life because I still have relationships. I still have family members. I still have friends. Like <laughs> I still have things that are also important to myself as, um, uh, you know, my personal value, not just equated by my business or by my career. The, oh, and the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is just kind of a small thing, but, um, one of the things I've also invested in, in the past month is also going to physio Oh my goodness, this changed my life. So while we're on the topic of, you know, work-life balance, I also had to really learn how to invest in my own physical health. So I had an injury from many, many years ago. This is when I was living in Ottawa, like six years ago, um, come up. So I had had a bike accident um, in Ottawa and it, like I had gone to the hospital, I was on crutches and stuff like that. And it was really an injury to my right leg when a car skidded me off the road. And to be honest, I mean, it's been okay. It was never, it was, obviously it was bad the first year, but um, for the past couple of years, I've been good with it. Last year I went hiking, you know, through Machu Picchu. I also ran a half marathon last year. So obviously I was okay to run, but I think something happened in the on my vacation where maybe I was just pushing myself a little too hard and the injury kind of flared up again. So my boyfriend actually really, really pushed me to go to physio. And I'm so glad he did because physio, oh my God, again, changed my life. Like um, my physiotherapist is amazing. She has been helping me not just with my foot, but really teaching me how my body aligns with each other. And um, this wasn't the goal of a physio, but it has done absolute wonders for my back. And anyone who works a nine to five desk job knows how important it is to like that, that back pain is real. So it's really important to address things like that. So um, that has been really great. Like I obviously need to have time to take care of myself mentally, to take care of myself um, 
physically as well and emotionally. And the other thing is I've had kind of difficulties with lately. It's just um, because my foot has hurt um, so much and the injury flared up, I haven't been running as much. And so that is something I really, really want to get back into soon. I love running, not for the like actual health benefits of it, but running is like my self-care. It is where I have all my mental clarity whenever I'm angry or upset or lost, confused, or I just need to, some clarity. I go for a run and it just does wonders for me. And it's not running inside. It's not the same. Okay. It has to be outside. And for anyone who doesn't know as well, I live in downtown Vancouver. So I live right next to the seawall. And for anyone who's been to Vancouver or, or knows the Vancouver landscape, the seawall is amazing. And this is actually like my favorite time of the year. It's just to like the beginning of October, like October 1st is like one of my favorite days of the entire year. And just watching the leaves change and the colors and everything has been like so incredible. So I've been able to do bike rides, just not being able to run. Wow, that went on a big tangent. So I will finish this up this episode right now. I feel like I'm just probably a really chatty. Um, and now I have to stop being so chatty. But that's what these episodes are all about. I really like um, being able to record these types of episodes that are really a lot more like unstructured. I do, you know, have an idea of what I'm going to talk about, but I have no script. I have no notes or anything like that. I just speak. And so I hope that you have found this episode helpful So to recap. I don't know. I usually do the recap at the end of like longer episodes that actually have points that maybe people would care about. I don't know if you care about this, but you know, to recap what my August and September looked like was really learning to rest without guilt, separating that responsibility part of myself with of my career with my self-worth and, you know, learning that that doesn't feel good. Also learning to take in different opportunities and um, understand different facets of my imposter syndrome with that interview that came up, but also giving myself credit. Like it, that's pretty awesome. I've got to give it to myself as well. Um, appraise myself for that as well. And I feel like, especially for people who are perfectionists or um, who have such high standards that sometimes it's easy for us to forget to like praise ourselves and to say good things about ourselves. But I think that it's also pretty incredible that obviously I made a great enough impression to that hiring manager last year that they actually would consider reaching out to me again this year when they had a position open. So, um, you know, I'm like, it, it feels good to know that, you know, the, the work I put into creating my marketable brand and really being able to break myself out of the industry does pay off. It doesn't always feel immediate and that's okay. But uh, one of the things that I really try to, you know, give myself credit for or just tell myself, um, uh, praise myself for is when I put an effort into things, not just the result. I think that that is a kind of like a dangerous um, slope. And oh my God, that's a whole different tangent. I'm supposed to wrap up this episode, not talk more. Um, but also just, you know, giving myself praise for putting in the effort instead of the result. So that I'm not, not only that I'm not disappointed, that I'm not scared of taking risks, right? So I'm so happy that I put into the effort, even though it didn't work out the way that I thought it would. I've learned so much from this opportunity and thinking about it now, I am going to record an episode on it because I literally learned so much. Um, and yeah, just 
being okay with putting in effort and not being perfect, that's okay. I've, I've gotten a lot further just by putting in the effort, by trying, by persisting, instead of saying, hey, I tried this thing once, it didn't work out, I'm gonna shut down and never do it again. So that was, you know, a lesson I had learned in the past two months as well. And then lastly, just again, transitioning my um, business into a coaching business and really something where um, it is a business with integrity so that I can focus my time and energy into creating long lasting results for people instead of just kind of doing that one off thing here and there, even if there is money involved. I wouldn't feel good about taking money from someone um, who I felt like I wasn't helping in the correct way. Like, um, and again, it's not about the scarcity money mindset. It's just about being able to create a business with integrity. And that is something that I have full control of right now. So I'm going to continue to do it. And um, uh, just being able to see those long lasting, like, those transformations really in my clients has been incredible. So again, if you are interested in um, being on the wait list for November before I um, before I go public with um, my coaching services, just let me know so that I can contact you first. But other than that, and other than, you know, me rambling on about my physio and how that has been so great for me, because it really has, I will let you go. If you have any questions, or any comments about anything that I spoke about, please always feel free to DM me. I'm at Millennial Life Admin on Instagram. Um, I would also really appreciate it if you could leave a review or rating. That helps more people discover the podcast. Um, and yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, and if you related to anything that I talked about on this episode today, or that, or you can also just let me know, Kim, you talk too much, because yes, I know that too. <laughs> Anyways, I super appreciate you listening all the way to the end of this super rambly episode. I will see you next time. Until then, happy, happy saving and spending. I sometimes get that mixed up. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money on Life and Men podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life money thing together.